08, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 330 of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation, like we do live each and every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube.com slash PS Trophy Room. And you're listening to us in your ears or in your cars each and every Thursday. Now, with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? I'm pretty good. Yeah? I'm pretty good. You feeling all right? I'm yeah, a little bit. All right, man. I'm yeah. glad to hear it. I'm glad Some to hear Some great it. video games, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, finally had two interviews today. That's right, nice. two. I didn't tell you about one of them. Ooh, because uh, it was like a, a last minute thing. Okay, no, it, was it wasn't like a secret. secret. Oh. It was just it was a it was a phone kind of interview. Ah, uh, okay. Thing. It's like the hey, are you not you're not a weirdo one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool yeah, beans. Yeah, yeah. Cool beans. So we'll, we'll see. Right. We'll see. Now here's the thing. You thought you were gonna catch me slipping this episode because we didn't. You know, you didn't write up the little. And this week we're talking about. I totally forgot because there's a lot of notes and then uh But here's the thing. This week we're really only talking about two things, but the one thing has a massive amount of implications and just impact on the industry as a whole. The FTC lawsuit is finally coming to a head here with Microsoft and and Sony and really the industry just divulging a whole bunch of secret information. Now we're gonna do things a little differently this episode and actually just how we cover this as well we're not going to give you the good guy versus bad guy what we're going to do is we're going to give you all the cool information we found in this whole scene um and when the ftc comes to a ruling uh we will then have like an emergency episode of the podcast so be on the lookout for that in the next coming days but this week's going to be really interesting because in light of all the drama that's happened there's been a lot of cool stuff that we are now learning as consumers because this whole thing is going down not just that but we're going to also be talking about final fantasy 16 because now we finally got to play it a whole bunch and we have a lot of thoughts like is it technically even like a real final fantasy game cheers and so much more but with all that said, with all that out of the way, Kyle, I now throw this back to you, my friend, because oh, oh, oh no. we got a really nice comment that I think you wanted to start the show with, and it comes from yeah. Ace Insane. So read it out yeah. loud for everybody. Sure. Uh, Ace Insane wrote in, uh, hey, guys, I'm not sure where this would fit in the show. We're giving it top billing, billing there, friend. But I wanted to give some praise to this community. Last week, I posted that my four-year-old son will be having surgery this Thursday and for any positive thoughts to be sent my family's way. There were several Discord members who responded to this and really got me feeling more positive about the situation. You don't have to read this on the show. Too late. But since I don't use Twitter, I wanted you to see that you guys have built an absolutely amazing and supportive community that I'm very glad to be a part of. We're not just a group of guys and gals who love PlayStation, but who have personal collection connections and truly care about one another. Much love to you, too, and everyone else. Oh, my God. That is an amazing question. Kyle did not want me to read that because he's just like, no, nope. save it for the show. I want- yep. Awesome. I was actually because every time I talk about the show to people, even like when I'm in an interview, uh, I, I always talk about the, the the coolest thing that we get to do is not that we're like we get to share our love for video games to thousands of people. It's the impact. So like seeing that first off, Ace Insane, your son's going to kick ass 
this Thursday. Uh, Our thoughts, all of it, with you and the fam. Um, But, like, being able to have a community that gives you the well wishes, you feel that support behind you is, is amazing. And when I talk to people about it, I go like, we raised thousands of dollars for, you know, miles, you know, mm. and in that hospital, that, that children's hospital for extra life. Like it's awesome to see that our community cares way, way more for each other than I feel like a lot of internet communities often do. 1, that there's, there's something, there, the impact, man, it's, it's beautiful to see. So I love that comment and, and really much love to you and your family. I know you're yeah. going to need it. And Same. Yeah. yeah. I'll be thinking your about Your son's going to kick so much butt. And, and likewise, I'll be thinking about him uh, tomorrow when, yeah. when the episode goes live for everybody. Absolutely. Um, but like, like the you'll be there for community members is amazing. But I also want to just reiterate the support y'all show us individually and together are incredible. Like, what I, what I put out uh, yesterday that I had a job interview finally today and just the love that I received from a lot of people that I know that are part of this community just makes me feel very good. And yeah. th- like you said a long time ago, and I echoed it then, I'm going to echo it here. We're doing something right. Yeah. And uh, it feels good. Yeah, it, I, I, it, it feels, you know. I see too many opposite of what we have uh, yeah. online. Yeah. It, on the daily, it feels like with all this going on. So it all the feels wackiness. good to be on the right side of history. Yeah. And, you know, that said, I do I do want to move into something. I feel like what better way in typical trophy room fashion. I want to just talk about some toxicity that I've been seeing over the past weekend. In, in the community. city? No, in the city and in this community. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted, I need to get this out of my chest. You know, we, we try to have fun here. You know, we try to say, hey, here's some merch that we oh, hope you guys and gals enjoy. I have words. Okay, we hope you all enjoy this merch. But uh-huh. what I've been seeing a lot of is besmirching of the merch. Okay. No, 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 no. I I see no besmirching. People are going, what is the word slinger? People are <laughs> looking at it disturbed, <laughs> perturbed. Like, what is this word? Oh, team banger. And it's just like, no. I, no, I feel like now we need to do some re-education in this community. No, 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 no. See, here's where I have an issue with this, Joe. <laughs> okay. You lost. What do you mean? Stop Stop making it a bigger deal. You lost. I didn't make I, I, have, more t- I have more members of House of Banger than you have of House of Slanger. I don't know. And you feel sad about it. I don't and you're feel, upset. I don't and believe you think something's true. wrong. I just think you have a lot of bot accounts. I need to pull you out of the deep state right now. That's what <laughs> no, I got to do. No, 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 no. Everything's fine here. No, 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 no. Listen, slanger's a good word. And I and I need photographic proof. If you got one of these shirts, whether it be the Sony Pony Express, whether it be the banger shirt, why would you? Uh, just burn it after you buy it. And if you have the slanger shirt, hashtag team slanger, hashtag team banger, you know, post your pictures loud and proud. Add us at, uh, at PS Trophy Room. I want to see photographic evidence that people are actually enthralled with this um, with this word. Hey, did you, uh, you know, aside from from the totally fake rival we have over these sure. words? Oh, it's real. Uh, for you, not for me. I, I could care less. Um, see, now who's in whose head run free? Oh, uh, okay, maybe you got a point. I really I really love the shirt colors and how yeah. they, they match with the, the logos as oh, well. Oh, the light blue with the blue. The light blue. Wee. The orange looks great. There's like a, a cardinal red. 
Let me see I the think Cardinal it's really, really good. It's real nice. Oh, wow. That is good. They're very oh, nice colors. Oh, the Mets colors. I'm digging. Of course. I had to All do right. Mets. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. This is a long plug for the merch, but honestly, I'm yeah. just real proud of it. And a mug. It. Don't and forget a mug. about the mug. I'm going to buy that mug. All right, Kyle. It's time for a Patreon pitch before we square up the shenanigans. And that is, of course, you can support this show by heading over to patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. It's the reason why we look so good. We sound so great. So if we ever got you through a long car ride, tough day at work, tough day in general. God, I've been there. Uh, please head on over to PS Trophy Room at, or sorry, PS Trophy Room on, on Patreon and, and support the show. It really does help us out. It keeps the debtors away and the manscape at bay. So yeah, it really does help this little indie that show. Just and sound, we're very hairy. <laughs> I, I really thought of I, I, what I thought of like Manscaped, like the ad people, but with like spears, oh, yeah, no. and at the end it's no, like buzzers. I, I knew what you're saying, but like we got to keep them away. Yeah, exactly. And we're and just, we're just we're out of control over here. <laughs> you know, people think because I'm bald. You know, we're we're full in the seventies right now. But yeah, shaved. All right. Everybody, I want to thank our premium producers, Todd Burowitz and Toxic. I want to thank our platinum me- members, uh, Jay Shea, Jedi Master Ren, Cowboy Danger D, Jonas Young, The Green Gorilla Gamer, Chaotic Monkey, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Ryuko Kill 90, Steven Flesh, Strubles and Bits, Bertos Maximus, Chris, Hybrid 748, Matt Valdez, Chris the Wizard. I want to thank our gold members, Cypher Primus, Doth Simon the Pie Man, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hide Indoors, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Marcus O'Neill, Red Arrow, Aegis Hermit, Androsasaur, Astronaut Jr., The Winter Gamer, Robbie Bobby Miller, Brenton Zachary, Brenty Blob, Bubble Boy N7, Captain Logan, Final Fan XZ, Ham Bone, J.D. Dillinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold, E.T., Tino Six Speed, N. Johnson, Sean McKenzie, Rick Arrington, Spammin, Bamin, and Matthew King. Thank you all so much for your generosity. And with that, Kyle, it's time. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Kyle from the trophy room. You have your hand raised. Yeah, just because I think patrons uh, should know. Uh, we're, I know we're a little behind on the shows. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, uh, road, to the show, uh, road to the show. Oh my God. Uh, a road to greatness for Jedi Survivor will be coming very soon. Yep. And then the new shows that we talked about will be happening very soon. Very so imminent. Just letting y'all know. Imminent. Um, this July. Also, b- yeah. before we get into all this, you know, very serious and sure. heady things. Uh-huh. Um, Who? Here, here's a, here's a, a, a fun question. Okay. For the eventual biopic of what's happening, who's playing Jim and Phil? <laughs> Who, who's play, who's playing everyone that's involved right here? And who's oh, the judge? God, this is great. First off, Judge Judy's the judge. Thank you. One thousand. One hundred percent. Yes. And I even want like the bum 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 bum. Yep. Um. Oh, see, here's the thing. I'm bad with actors' names. So who who voices Rocket Raccoon? Bradley Cooper. I want Bradley Cooper as Phil Spencer. Okay. I want um I want Matt Damon as Jim Ryan. I want the older Skarsgard. What's his name? I think it's Stellan? Bill. Oh Stellan. Yeah, Stellan Skarsgard. Yeah. Uh I as... think Bill is Pennywise, is he not? Hello, Georgie. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was great. I love those movies. Oh, yeah, it was great. I'm gonna say something really outrageous. It made me slanderous. Better than the original. But I want Stellan in there as Jim Ryan. 
Okay. Um, because I feel like, I, first off, Stellan's incredible. I think he could do it. Kyle, you're cracking a, up. No, we have a Charlie Sheen in uh, in chat. <laughs> Charlie, what do you think? You got Hollywood knowledge and tiger blood running through your tiger veins. Tiger blood. That's right. So that's that. That would be my pick. What about you? Yeah, I I could see a a, a very serious Matt Damon as Jim Ryan. Ooh, um, pulling off a British accent. You think? Yeah, I think he could. Okay. As far as Phil goes, yeah. That's his, oh, I, I think of one for uh, uh, Bobby. Uh, uh, Bobby Kodak, just a big, large piece of shit. Yeah, just a tr- garbage bag filled with used <laughs> yeah. diapers, dirty diapers. Yeah, no, actually, um, the guy, the, the guy from Succession. I want the dad. You know? Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, and with an American accent, call. I want to see that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who uh, would be Phil? I want Adam Driver somewhere in there. As who, it doesn't matter. I love Adam Driver. Adam Driver yeah. puts my butt in the seat. Yeah. What is the... Um, well, I can't think of his... Uh, weird choice. Uh-huh. But I want to see it happen. Peter Dinklage as Phil Spencer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I want oh, Rosario Dawson as Sarah Bond. Ooh, that's such a good... Mm-hmm. That's a good role oh. right there. <laughs> that's good. There you go. There you go. See, I nailed it. Yeah, in the comments, you let us know who would yeah. you think would uh, you know ca- be cast as these players in this FTC case. Yeah, I'm, I'm now thinking. Yeah, now you got me thinking all sorts of things. You know what, Kyle? <laughs> it's time to square up the shenanigans. We should put it up on Twitter and let people yeah know, figure it out. I like this. This makes me feel yeah. nice. All right, uh, yeah, let's square up this F- the FTC shenanigans. Um, first little bit is from PS Lifestyle. Uh, most of these come from Zermina Khan and yep. Tom Ivan. Yep. So just want to put, put that out there. Uh, Microsoft discussed spending Sony out of business. <gasps> Xbox executive. Oh, I know. Oh, boy. Xbox executive Matt Booty did indeed discuss Microsoft pushing PlayStation out of the gaming business, according to an internal email shared as part of the ongoing legal proceedings between Microsoft Activision and the FTC. Hold on. I got a bubble in my throat. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Cough out the demons. Cough out the demons. Oh, there you go. He got it out. Yep, it's gone. Uh, (laughs) The allegation was first made by a group of gamers who sued Microsoft to prevent the Activision merger. Despite the company's attempts to keep the email sealed, it was made public. A different view to the general view below might be that we, Microsoft, are in a, this is the quote, by the way, are in a very unique position to be able to go spend Sony out of business. If we think that video game content matters in 10 years, we might look back and say, quote, Totally would have been worth it to lose $2 billion or $3 billion in 2020 to avoid a situation where Tencent, Google, Amazon, or even Sony have become the Disney of games and own most of the valuable content, end quote. For example, it is practically impossible for anyone to start a new video streaming service at scale at this point. What content do you base it on? Things like Hulu and CBS All Access will be trivial players in the space. In games, Google is three to four years away from being able to have a studio up and running. Amazon has shown no ability to execute on game content. Content is the one moat that we have in terms of a catalog that runs on current devices and capability to create new. Sony is really the only other player who could compete with Game Pass, and we have a two-year and 10 million subs lead. Okay. So this little excerpt is really interesting. First off, a lot of these things, it's it's really interesting to note, Kyle, the language you use. Or, or you see a lot of them use here, because it is 
A, yeah, very strategic, all that jazz, but it's, they're talking like us, you know? We always think these 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 people to be like, I don't know, robotic, like they just somehow, yeah. these things just happen. They just you know? speak in PR speak to everyone, yeah. even their loved ones. And like, even like they're even having the same conversations we're having on podcasts where it's just like, hey, what, who do you think we should buy for $2 billion? <laughs> You know, do you like, think they do internal podcast episodes that just play in the offices? Of <laughs> hey guys, this is Jim this? Ryan here. Yeah. <laughs> Here's no, a yeah. story about my cat. <laughs> Man, he's a little rascal. He's a little rambunctious <laughs> son of a gun. Um, no, but I, I think like these type of things, like there's, I think, open internal dialogue, which obviously we're looking at right here. But like mm-hmm. them going out and saying, yeah, I mean we need to get into this game because content is king. And right now we're in a position where, you know, a Google and Amazon is again, this is during what 2019. So three years ago, Mm -hmm. they look like they could be rivals. Right. And so we need to get ahead of this. We are even seeing the same issues from Sony, Sony being, um, Hey, listen, we have ghost of Tsushima two. We have last of us Two, horizon Two, all that stuff, all the twos, but, the sequelitis could hit in, you know, what, you know, when you take a look at our back catalog of games, you see, you know, a lot of dormant IP, like a Jack and mm-hmm. Daxter that we're not using, uh, where Nintendo really does have that strong suit. I mean, Kirby's hit every other year. They're great. Mario's hit every other year. They're great. Zelda's hit once in a lifetime and they're just stellar every time. Right. Uh, or, you know, once every six years, but lifetime and gamer years. Yeah. Um, so I want to know what your thoughts on this quote is. Do you feel threatened or are you surprised that like, yeah, how laxed it all seems to be? I'm really not all surprised. Mm-hmm. I feel like every company has the same kind of dialogue with each other. Yeah. It's just this is the first time we actually see it for real. Mm-hmm. It's it's things that you you think of and you conjecture about, and until you actually have hard evidence of it, it it doesn't seem like that's really what's going on. Yeah. So it, it doesn't shock me. Um, I I do like the fact though that they really do seem threatened by what Sony is capable of. It's in it to me. It's not. It's maybe, more than maybe that. not threatened, but it's just like they're seeing the tea leaves. Yeah, they're, they're thinking they're, they got to do something. There needs to be a call to action. They need yeah. to change something. Yeah, they're they're seeing the field in in not the next year or two, but they're seeing it in terms of five to ten, right? And you said this was from this twenty nineteen. What twenty nineteen? Yeah. Now, to me, it, that's the interesting thing. They're thinking about it like forty ten. 4D chess. They're predicting mm-hmm. where the market's going to be in five, ten years. It's not where it is right now. You know, they're 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 taking a look at it right now. They're saying, hey, how can we maneuver five plus out, or how can we get to this goal five, ten plus years out? And yeah. you know, it seems like Microsoft's argument is moving beyond the box. Um, it is very much a you know they're they're looking at Game Pass as as the Hulu. As the CBS All Access, which is so cute. Now it's, what is it, Peacock now? I don't fucking know. No, but, it's Paramount Plus. Is it right, on that? Right, it's Paramount Plus. You're right. Yeah. So, like, you know, they're they're looking at it in subscri- uh, subscription models. And that's also mm-hmm. a model that just works for Microsoft as well. They do a whole bunch of it. Look at, like, Word, for example, right? And being four years after this, it's 
clearly working. Yeah. Now, Game Pass is pretty much everywhere. I'm well. That's great said, deal in gaming, from what I hear. <laughs> for what I hear, but it's also <laughs> struggling to hit above that 31 million sub mark, right? Mm-hmm. Like they've they've hit that ceiling with console players, and they're looking out elsewhere in PC, in mobile, and all those things. So in cloud, and so to me, it's it's interesting because they go, oh well, th- listen, buying buying them out of business. That's not what we're saying. That's a, such an old strategy. But I would say, and PlayStation fans, this is where you're going to clap for me. First off, I feel like PlayStation fans and Microsoft fans are going to be clapping for me and then throwing tomatoes. Like, depends yeah. on the whatever. But like, hot and cold, hot and cold. It's going to be very hot, hot and cold with me. But it's like, yeah, you say that's a past strategy, but in the span of three years, you have spent almost 75, more than $75 billion to mm-hmm. get IP. So it, it, I do understand the sentiment. Of like, oh, that's such an old strategy. It's like, yeah, but you spend almost eighty billion dollars <laughs> to get a whole bunch of content. Again, yeah. I I feel for, for your it. ecosystem. Yeah. So to me, I kind of I, I kind of view those as like hollowed words. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot too during this whole thing. It's like Jim Ryan's the villain. And everything Microsoft is saying, all completely right. And it's like, okay, that's a narrative. There's a lot of dumb yeah. quotes on both sides. Don't get me wrong. And oh, I Oh yeah. And Both I sides f- are ridiculous. And I feel the pendulum, even in my heart of hearts, lean towards Microsoft here. But it's not like yeah. black and white hot and cold here. No, mm-hmm. no, no. At least, yeah, it's going back and forth. But like when Sharpies are being shown <laughs> out, when they show up. When the Sharpies like, are are lines are drawn. Then... What are we doing here? Yeah. yeah. All right, Kyle. It's time for the next bit here. The next bit of controversy. Drama. Ooh. And you guys know I hit Drama. Oh my god! Oh, what, what, what was that character's name? Uh, what did you? What did you name this one? I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. I, I'll just call her a Gina. <laughs> I just hit drama. <laughs> like, why does anybody believe her? She totally still uses a razor phone, right? Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you thought I'm gonna let Apple with my personal information, Kyle? <laughs> Forget about it. Totally off the fucking grad. Bethesda boss unhappy with Xbox exclusivity emails show. Uh-oh. Hines first, uh, this is Pete Hines. Uh, Pete Hines first emailed Zenimax and Bethesda leadership, including Todd Howard, a snippet of Microsoft's announcement regarding the Activision Blizzard merger and Call of Duty's multi-platform status. Hines seemed annoyed and wanted to know why Bethesda wasn't given a heads up about the deal and why Activision's handling is the quote-unquote opposite of how Bethesda is being handled. He's quoted, quote, I'm confused. Is the below not the opposite of what we were just asked, in parentheses, told to do with our own titles? What's the difference? Emphasis in bold is mine. From this blog post yesterday, first, some commenters have asked whether we will continue to make popular content like the Activision's Call of Duty available on competing platforms like Sony's PlayStation. The obvious concern is that Microsoft could make this title available exclusively on the Xbox console undermining opportunities for Sony PlayStation users. To be clear, Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available on PlayStation, though the term of any existing agreement with Activision, or through the term of any existing agreement with Activision. And we have committed to Sony that we will also make them available on PlayStation beyond the existing agreement and into the future so that Sony fans can continue to enjoy the games they love. We are also interested in taking similar steps to support Nintendo's successful platform. 
We believe this is the right thing for the industry, for gamers, and for our business. Mm. Did anyone at Xbox think about giving us a heads up on this? Todd's going to Dice in a couple weeks. You don't think a journal might find him and press him on why the blow is okay for COD or any Activision Blizzard games, but not the Elder Scrolls Six or Starfield? End quote. Mm. Very interesting. Also, I feel Very like I mess, up, interesting. I mess up this quote a bit for you. My apologies. Um, it's okay. Yeah, no I was doing it on the iPad. Anyway, uh, so very interesting here. Uh, also, to note a little like piece of information, Indiana Jones, now from this testimony, we now know is an Xbox exclusive because after they bought Bethesda, they went up to Disney and renegotiated the contract to have Indiana Jones Probably, I think, also on Game Pass, one would assume. Um, But it's also now a console exclusive. So now we know that bit of information. Cool. Yeah. Kyle, what do you feel like? What what Pete said? Is it like totally out of pocket? (laughs) I mean, it's not out of pocket because it's an email, an internal email. It's an email chain. Like, he said it, he put him on blast. (laughs) Oh, my God. I being brought back to high school and I hate it. Oh, Jay. <laughs> Tough times for the Stevenson household right now. Uh, it was real bad. Uh, yeah, when I, when I walked down the stairs that morning and started talking like that, oh boy, it was a rough time in this house. They thought Why I had a concussion. Why are you talking like that? It's not what we're It's a stereotype. It's offensive. Kyle, jokes aside. Yes. <laughs> what, what do you feel like Pete's conveying here? Because are you feeling like Pete saying, hey, why them and not us? As in, like, we mm. want to be on PlayStation? Or do you think of it like, why them, not us? They shouldn't be, you know, given any quarter, these PlayStation folk. Where's your, mm. your mind at? I mean, first and foremost, I just think he's just upset with the lack of a cohesive communication chain. Ooh, look at you. I feel, I feel like... There are a lot of missed wires mm. going on between everybody. Sure. And whether or not they told Activision Blizzard one thing to get them to sell, you know, like a, mm-hmm. like a, a selling point kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, to get the deal done and didn't do the same for Bethesda and vice versa. Or sure. like, I just feel like everything is the on the same level what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But somebody me- messed up the messaging to one side or the other. Fair. So, like to me, what I what I feel is like that made any sense. Now I'm thinking about it. I thought I just no, rambled don't worry. And said nothing. <laughs> don't worry. I'll I'll make your point All seem right. like you okay. said something. All right. Good. Because Thank you. like to get the deal through. So like for when it comes to Activision Blizzard, it's like yeah, we're gonna do what we need to to get this big behemoth on. Mm-hmm our side to get this deal through and not to say like they're 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 gonna pull the rug from you and be like yeah. you're, you're here with us yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right i decided to edit that out now um <laughs> but it's like hey call of duty is let's be let's be honest it's more important than anything Bethesda has to offer right like the the revenue from i think was it like 2020 and 2022 has that thing at like 27, 26 billion dollars of money mm. made. This is why Call of Duty is that important. It's why we're having these conversations. That's why when you try to compare a Final Fantasy, you know, 16 versus a Call of Duty, that it becomes apples and oranges. Um, it's because this game is massive and the implications of it leaving is huge. So when they buy out Bethesda, it's kind of them throwing the you know Xbox throwing them a lifeline, going, hey. 
listen, we know you've had a little bit of a rocky few years. Here's a way to, to you don't have to worry about any of that. Now you can just focus your dev teams on one or two platforms rather than, you know, three sure. or four platforms. So that's what I'm thinking. I think Pete's a little crossed the way I read it mm-hmm. is that he's just a little crossed of, well, why can't we do it that then? Right. I mean, it, like, it's it, it, also, I think he's more highlighting a double standard than anything. Sure. And, and like, in all reality, this is a fact. This is a thing that was going to happen. Yeah. Starfield was going to come to PlayStation. Yep. There was a PlayStation version. So Which Jimbo's going to talk about. Yeah. And, and Pete's mind is like, well, we already had this in the pipeline for this other ecosystem right. outside of Microsoft. And you obviously told us to shut it down and cancel right. it and stop working on it. And think of all that money that went into that project for that that version of the game sure to that to be gone away but activision's okay with making games for exactly. multiple places and like I bet- where why is that okay starfield was announced way long ago yeah like the playstation was work version was being worked on from the beginning like why is that okay to throw away all those years of money and hard work and i think more so the hard work than the money aspect too like, oh one thousand yeah. percent so and i think phil would probably pull him aside going because starfield isn't going to make 26 billion dollars <laughs> like and that's just, that just sure. becomes a hard economic truth of it but i also want to highlight and props to microsoft that it seems like you can have this type of conversation with the leadership, and yeah, sure, you're in a, you know a very senior role, but like the senior role is 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 questioning the upper upper echelons of management, and I kind of respect that they didn't go and you shut up, <laughs> you know, they didn't like rock them, you know, it's like shut up to them. So yeah, I I I, I kind of dig that type of communication as well. That said, Kyle, let's get through some of these other ones because this one. Kyle, this one gets very exciting. So take it away, good sir. Uh, okay, yeah, here it is. You got. This. I was trying to do something on the fly. Uh oh. Never mind. <laughs> uh, Xbox considered buying Bungie and Housemark before mm-hmm. Sony nabbed them. An internal Microsoft presentation now made public shows that Xbox had a shopping list of 100 plus companies it could potentially acquire, with both Bungie and Housemark making it to the top 17 candidates for consideration on console and PC. The final watch list c- included Bungie, Hitman Maker IOI, Supergiant Games, and Zynga, now owned by Take-Two, among others. All right. Now, this was a list of like 100-plus studios. I think there was also like a separate list of like, here are the, here are like the, the short list, right? It's like they're vetting for a presidential candidate uh, here. So they're just kind of like, here's the field, and here's the ones that we think are going to make the most impact for us. And yeah, Bungie was on that list. I think, what was it, two years ago, we saw rumors and inclinations of this happening, but we saw a lot of folks, like like from, from Bungie's side, I think Pete Parsons, um, one of the heads over there, going, this is completely false. Looks like it wasn't. And, and it seems like we're getting a lot of those. Oh, actually, this was happening. And just because they said it didn't happen on social media doesn't make it particularly true. That said... What I want to find the interesting bit here of this conversation is, and Kyle, I want to shout you out because you really headed headed this, is what would be the top five, Kyle, most devastating blows to PlayStation if Microsoft actually 
uh, 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 nabbed them instead of Activision. So would you like me to go first or would you like to go uh, first? Uh, no, I can I, you, I can go. I'm going to okay. give up on what I was trying to do. Right. I was trying to I was trying to make the list visible for everyone. Oh, uh, so okay, fair enough. Um, Should have done that beforehand. Uh, yeah. So the biggest like I'd be bummed is Square Enix. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a Final Fantasy fan. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, dude. Um, yeah, I would. I would be very bummed if it went the route of uh bethesda where you know my final fantasies are now only going to be on xbox right. uh, my long-awaited star ocean 2 remake is only going to be on xbox and maybe maybe nintendo yeah like it, that would just bum me out because i am such a fan of square enix and so what they do and that they um, were rumored to be in i know talks. like i, I know. think that project was project phoenix that Microsoft mm. offered or, or referred to as a potential bid. And it looks like yeah. they even threw in a bid for Sega as well. Yeah. But I, I think that got rejected for active or rather for Activision. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and just, to, uh, you know, it was one of the headline things. It would have been absolutely wild. Mm. And I would not be okay with it. But here, mm. Here's the fanboy coming out of me. Uh, go, go for it. For them to buy Housemark. Yeah. There is no lineage between Xbox and Housemark. No there is no. There's there's nothing there. It, it's just like straight up just buying something just to buy it. Yep. Like seeing how great it's doing over here on PlayStation. You know what? We're just gonna take it. Exactly. No, I I I would be mad. <laughs> I'd write a book called The Audacity of That. One thousand percent. I would co-sign it. I would write the forward to that book. <laughs> All right, what's the, what's what's the other two that that would uh, grind your gears? Oh man, um, I'm looking through the list right now. So you, I mean, obviously, a lot of these. I know one for you for yeah. sure, but I'll let you say Please. it. Please. Um, I'll, I'll give I'll give you know, my list. Super Super Giants another one. Yeah, I'd be I'd be very bummed about. Um, oh. granted, there is a little bit more cohesiveness there because hades did come to xbox before yep. playstation and game Pass, I, I get yeah. that yeah so i mean that makes a little bit more sense in the grand scheme of things mm -hmm. but again as me who primarily plays on playstation um i'd be very very sad to have like some of my favorite games away and drink box as well as another one yes that'd be bummed out. it would drink box would make a ton of sense for anybody yeah to, to nab up because they're extremely talented. Yeah, PlayStation, please. Come on. Um, oh, yeah, and Ember Lab. Xbox, what are you doing? I like how you're taking my list. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. I saw it there. I was like, oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, Ember Lab, absolutely great pickup. Uh, Super Giant. Like seeing someone do their homework and knock yeah. it out of the park in a different classroom yeah. and then decided to steal the homework and present it as your own. Exactly. Uh, Super Giant would be would be devastating. Housemark as well would be like, again, that the audacity. The two here that I think would be huge for Xbox and would make a lot of sense, one of them, uh, is Devolver Digital. I think mm. we're seeing Devolver Digital right now, Sony putting that investment in, in that company as yeah. a way to sure up indie support on PlayStation. Yeah. Right. And seeing that partnership between Devolver and PlayStation strengthen over the last five years um, goes to show this deal will probably never work for them. Uh, but 
I, that would be huge because I think the next get for Microsoft is probably a indie an indie publishing unit of shoring mm-hmm. up and guaranteeing indie support on that on that platform. That said, the next big one is from software. Yeah, that was the one I was referring to. That was the one they were looking at. And I would tell you this right now, if that ever came to be, if that ever came to pass, I would be so upset for a good 30 seconds. And then the 30 seconds after that, I would create the Xbox show called the Achievement Hall in a matter of seconds. <laughs> you want to win the console war to me? You take from software tell off Tell me the where from paper. software's going. Exactly. And that that's will where take my heart this, lies. That's where my heart lies, man. So I would just be all right from software. Set, sorry, guys, yeah. you're never gonna see me. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I'm doing another look over just to see if other like Gearbox would bum me out just because I love yeah. Borderlands. Yeah, uh, but nothing like it wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, yeah, um, we'll be all right. I think another one that makes sense for Xbox though. Go for it. Is Play Dead. I think nabbing play dead, I think would be a great game. Oh yeah. Like again, and, and it comes to like, what some of these make saying. a lot of sense for sure. Yeah. It's like, how about acquire the studios you have good, strong working relationships with? That's yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I like those more. Sorry. And They're listen, good. Luke and chat, LOL would be a shame if final fantasy was only on one console for most of my life. It was only on that's one right. console and that's how I played it. <laughs> and we're keeping it pure by God. We're keeping Thanks. it pure. <laughs> Joe said that, not me. That's right. We're keeping Final Fantasy pure, oh my God. All right, Kyle. I want to introduce this segment within a segment. Ready? Yeah. It's time. Jimbo takes the stand. Or as I like to go, say, There goes my hero. Watch him as he goes. He's definitely ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this little bit comes from Victoria Kennedy over at Eurogamer. Yeah. Sony boss Jim Ryan doesn't like Starfield, Starfield exclusivity, but doesn't deem it anti-competitive. <gasps> what? Gasp. <laughs> when asked directly if he had any issues with Redfall or Starfield being exclusive, Ryan replied, quote, I don't like it, but it's not anti-competitive, end quote. He did add, however, that he initially expected these releases not to be exclusive as, quote, pretty much every other Bethesda game had been multi-platform, end quote prior to Microsoft's acquisition of Bethesda in 2021. Mm-hmm. Ryan previously revealed he originally believed the merger, quote, was not an Xbox exclusivity play, end quote. In an email dated January 20th, 2022, the exec, the exec wrote, quote, they're thinking bigger than that, and they have the cash to make moves like this. I've spent a fair of time with both Phil Spencer, boss of Xbox, and Bobby Kotick, boss of Activision Blizzard, over the past day. I'm pretty sure we will continue to see COD on PlayStation for many years to come, end quote. However, he stated last night that his view changed after an email exchange with Spencer in August of 2022. The contents of this exchange and what exactly caused this change of view remain a mystery for now, but Ryan said it, quote, set the alarm bells ringing for Sony, end quote. We believe that Microsoft intends to use Call of Duty to disadvantage PlayStation in terms of the availability or the manner in which the game is made available on PlayStation consoles and to drive PlayStation gamers to the Xbox platforms, specifically Game Pass, end quote, he shared. When asked to quantify the harm to Sony if this transaction goes through, Ryan stated, quote, I think the harm to Sony Interactive Entertainment arises from gamers deserting our platform and going to Xbox. So it goes way beyond the narrow contribution that those gamers spent on Call of Duty itself. 
It would affect spending on hardware, accessories, subscription services, and games, end quote. So the one thing to note here, again, thinking that five-year, ten-year difference, it's crazy to see Jim Ryan also draw similar conclusions from the separate company. It's like these, it's like, it's like left Twix and right Twix right now, guys. They're viewing each other from across the windows. Yeah. And they, and they both have a, they both have a similar way of thinking that is just bonkers to me. Mm-hmm. That said, I want to know that redacted document of what changed. What was the thing that set the alarm bells are ringing in Jim Ryan's head? Phil just sent him uh, the middle finger emoji. Said "F you, Jim." Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <I'll> try. <laughs> suck on, suck on this cod. It's just an emoji of a middle finger. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> I'll try to take that, Jim Ryan. <laughs> um, but. You know, the second quote that is less interesting is like, drive PlayStation gamers to Xbox platforms, specifically Game Pass. You mean like capitalism, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well. You know, I, so the we thing are I th- in a recession. It is a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I think what, what, what I think gets missed on a lot of people is how small this market really is in terms of like people, the competitors in it. Cause people are like, wow, FTC, CMA, you know, whatever. They're very much protecting Sony. It's like, okay, but like who else is the other person making games in this market? So mm-hmm. like the pendulum, sw- uh, you know, you know, uh, was it swinging one way or the other could mean something really negative for this marketplace. If, you know, the, 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 the rumors are, are true or, the, you know, that quote is right. And Xbox is trying to just spend PlayStation out of the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. That is, that is concerning. Uh, that being said though, again, it's also capitalism. So Kyle, I want to know your thought as I walk over to across the hall, cause there's some commotion, uh, a foot. Oh, so go God. talk to the audience real fast. Oh, oh, I, I, oh, I don't know what to talk about. It's crazy. Uh, I do think it's interesting. Uh, well, of the whole like, Jim doesn't think that the exclusivity of Starfield, or or he doesn't like it, but he isn't demon anti-competitive. And I kind of feel the same way. Like I don't like exclusivity per se when it comes to outside of first party things. But I don't think it's anti-competitive. I think it's pro-competitive. I, I I like that they go out there and try to give people a reason to play on their system. Um, I was just saying, Joe, that you're back. Hi. Welcome back. You survived the commotion. That I agree with Jim, though, where I don't like the Starflu- Starfield exclusivity. Yeah. I don't think – but I definitely don't think it's anti-competitive. I think it is – It's it's – I. It's pro competitive. It's like give me a reason to play on your system, and I'm a okay with that. Outside of first party stuff, yeah. and I go think, at it. And I think that's that's a really great point too that I forgot to to mention. So thank you so much. Here he's like yeah. he's saying, yeah, take Starfield away from us. It makes sense. We do it too. They're saying like this exactly. is this is how I the- mean FF sixteen. You know, that just exactly it's, it's a thing that we have to do. And like he's like, don't again, hate the player, hate the game. As 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 people who play games for a long time, a lot of yeah. people listening to this as well, uh, you know, we I know this notoriously, or it's ingrained in my brain from working at a GameSpot or GameStop. Yeah, there were so many Xbox exclusive things, and Sony was just yeah didn't have anything back in the day, so they just sw- they flip flop all the time. It's yeah. been a thing forever, forever. 
It's good for competition. So yeah, don't hate the player, hate the game. That exactly. said, we got a few. We got a few smaller points, so let's let's get these out of the way. Let's okay. do it. This comes from VGC. Jimmy Boy Ryan. This was this you or is that the actual title of the article? Uh, I forget what they put here. Oh, it was PlayStation Boss, and I was like, let me change this to make it. Oh, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Boy. We need so a nickname. For most him. of it comes from VGC, but Joe. Yeah. You know, put some some charm in there. Yeah. Jimmy Boy Ryan claims publishers unanimously dislike Xbox Game Pass. Recounting the discussion, Microsoft's lawyer said Ryan told investors that Game Pass had, quote, driven them to make the large acquisition, end quote. Ryan reportedly continued, I talked to all publishers and they unanimously do not unanimous. like Game Pass because it's value destructive. Was that true at the time? The lawyer asked. I believe it to have been true, Ryan responded. <laughs> you said you talked to all the publishers, did you? <laughs> Pressed Microsoft's lawyer. I talk to publishers all the time, and this is a very commonly held view over many years by the publishers, Ryan responded. <laughs> Somebody put this into a comic. <laughs> Please. I'm a limited try. <laughs> I talk to publishers like all the time. <laughs> yeah, I heard it once. I heard it. I heard it. My cat told me. Uh, realistically, though, like, I mean, we've, I mean, we've heard it too. Like, there are some publishers that like it, some publishers that don't. Smaller yeah. publishers genuinely do because it's shared money. Uh, it's, it's what we talk about uh, on the show. It's the reason why you see AAA games like Capcom take it is um, Capcom's not giving them Resident Evil, right? They're giving them Exo Primal, right? Uh, WB Games isn't giving, you know, I don't bat. Batman per se, right? They're giving away Back for Blood, so it's like you know, even Square Enix, they'll give them. Um, oh my God, always Outriders, right? Yeah. It's you know, it's the IP that is unproven. So of course, publishers aren't the biggest like AAA publishers. No, absolutely not. They're not the biggest yeah. fan of it, but they could also see it as a tool to be used to also help them from time to time. Yeah, you know. I I you might have watched or read more of, of this than I did. At any point, yeah, that it just popped in my head. A game that I put in hundreds of hours this year. Yeah. At any point, did they bring up MLB the Show being on Game Pass? No. And being a first party studio. I no. That I was actually really surprised it didn't either. I'm shocked at that. Yeah. As. Because it'd be like, hey, like, hey, it's a first party thing. It's on your service. Like, how yeah. am I being anti, you know, whatever? Yeah. I and I and I would think, Jim, even though that's an MLB decision, actually. Yeah. So, who knows? and I think like Jim would say, we have no, you know, whatever. And that was maybe a strategic move on Microsoft's behalf. Like, sure. they, they really sure, don't sure. have when it comes to like the MLB of the show, any real say there. Like they, they, yeah, they could have either fair. continued making them or stopped. Uh, after that yeah. deal was done, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. right, Well, uh, let's talk about Ryan's thoughts of the cloud. Yeah, and this isn't strife. Uh, this is the the unseen thing <laughs> above our heads. Quote: It obviously depends on how you define significant, but I will say that cloud technology will become a meaningful component of how gamers access games between 2025 and 2035. He said. Following some probing, Ryan said it was Ooh. impossible to be more specific, but added. We're making significant investments in cloud in anticipation of it becoming a very meaningful way in the way that gamers access game content. Wow. This, Just yeah. repeating the same thing over and over again. Ah, Jim, nah, you're doing great. You're doing great. Um, 
No, not me. I just oh. read Jim. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he had an error. So, people, 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 504, error. Um, and then he rebooted and he was fine. So, and we wonder why PlayStation doesn't want to <laughs> be friends with us. So, okay. The cloud stuff. It's very interesting, Kyle. I'll tell you this. Cloud is not the successful platform Microsoft has hoped it is. It's actually been a bit of a money pit that they've been throwing into, and they were having a lot of difficulty growing that cloud service. And Jimbo is right here. I mean, they're starting to. You see the Q light. Uh, they see it in something, again, five to ten years, going to be something in the future. Um, I want to know, Kyle. Other mm-hmm. than internet speed, I I know not everybody has 5G. Take that out of it. What mm-hmm. is the thing stopping cloud gaming from actually taking off? Again, let's, in a perfect world, everybody's internet's great. What's the one sure. thing stopping it? Stop I'll it. just say the first thing that popped in my head Go. when you answer that question yeah. is education. Ooh. Is, is, is talking about what it is, uh-huh. how it how it benefits people who game. Sure. And why you should take advantage of it. I feel like it's thrown around like a buzzword yeah. and whatnot uh, as like a, an additive thing. But okay. no one's telling me why I should be excited about cloud. Just I, that it's a thing. Yeah. I like that a lot. Because even Microsoft, like, I mean, their their showcase was amazing. I heard nothing of, like, cloud and how this yeah. benefit. That's really, like, like. You know, Game Pass Ultimate is—it's a bullet point, but like not explored more. I like that education. Like I, like I get cloud saves. Sure, your saves are up in the cloud, but yeah. how? But how or, does or how games does, need the cloud to run the game and do textures or right. whatever in real time? That I understand a little. Bit I would about, just say, like, show them a picture of a toilet or someone sitting yeah. on a toilet with yeah. a gamepad and go. That's this all is you how really need to do. <laughs> That's really all you need to do. But like for me, I think the one thing, and and I think this is why accessibility matters, is UI. Like trying to play Diablo on a mobile screen like Diablo 4, hard to do. And I'll give credit to to Luke on this because we were talking about this last night. But like Diablo Immortal works perfectly. Why? Because that game is made to be played on mobile. Mm -hmm. Diablo 4, you see all this little text. How am I supposed to know the crit chance? I can't read a goddamn Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, to me, I think that's the one thing. There has to be massive, um, you know, UI changes. Like, the thing has to know this is being read via the cloud, and then the UI has to change so that you can see things better. I think that's a major hurdle that hopefully someone's going to figure out in the next five, ten years, or else, yeah, I kind of see this as a, you know, not to say, like, dead, but, like, it's going to be as nascent as VR is right now. Yeah. Someone needs to figure that out, and they... They figure the whole thing out. Yeah. I mean, Sony went through it with the Gaikai acquisition and what turned into the PS Now, and that didn't light the world on fire, but that Mm -hmm. that included uh, cloud-based things. (laughs) See, I like it's a thing that I know is is out there, but I don't know why I need it. For me, that plays all my games here at home, and if I'm on the go, I'll bring my my Switch or my Vita and play games there. I'm like... And, and yeah, that's right. I mean, everybody's in, you know, I think we're, we're, yeah, we have been, we're starting to go out more as a society where we're, oh, yeah. you know, remote work isn't, isn't 
isn't as, as popular accessible. as it was. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Believe me, I wish was. it was. Yeah. So, like, tell us why. Like, hey, you could pick up this game, play it at lunch, simply as as picking up a Switch. Yeah. As something native, like without yeah, like a big you know push on that. poor performance. Yeah. Like, it's not gonna run poor. It's gonna be like you're just sitting on your couch at home and playing. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Let's let's talk about this. This. <laughs> let's uh, bring the sharpies out. Yeah. Let's talk about the sharpie incident. <laughs> oh boy. Poorly, I mean, come on, PNGs exist, Sony. <laughs> poorly redacted Sony docs reveal Last of Us and Horizon sequels cost $200 million plus. As reported by The Verge, the confidential information was seemingly redacted with a pen. It, it was a Sharpie. But when the documents were scanned, some details remained clearly visible. After this was realized, the documents were pulled from public viewing. Revealed in the documents are... Horizon Forbidden West cost $212 million to make and was worked on by around 300 employees for five years. Wow. Last of Us Part 2 cost some $220 million to make and was worked on by around 200 people for over five years. Kyle? Microsoft, oh, I'm sorry. I, I no, thought there was more. Never no, mind. no, don't, don't you worry about it. Um, why do games take so long to make? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Is it because they're spending two hundred plus million dollars and there's three hundred people across you know the the, the you know the campus here working to, on it? Uh, yeah, and like you know all have benefits and, and need to be paid. And- this is crazy though. How do we stem this? Like to like th- these are PS four four games for the most part. Yeah. Forbidden West, not but like. The cost sure. is only going to rise. And mm-hmm. think about it. The average Last of Us Part Two, Horizon Forbidden West sold about nine plus million copies sold. Mm-hmm. That's $680 million. I know I'm really good at math and I did not have that image up beforehand. Show the post-it. <laughs> Where is it? Uh, it's not here. It's not here. Uh, <laughs> Son of a bitch, you me out. Sharpie, you betrayed me again. But like, what are games going to look like at the end of this generation? I don't know. I and I thought we it were in to think it's like unsustainable. One thousand percent, and and I thought we were in the <laughs> my oh, camera froze me... at the worst yeah, time. One thousand percent did, and I thought I was saying something wrong, and it's still frozen, and I love it. Oh no! Um, enjoy that YouTube. I fixed it. Um, where was I going? Oh, I thought we were on a good track of getting those smaller in between things like miles yep. and um oh my god there was another one what it's am a, I thinking it's of? almost like sean Layden, i think has a really strong point ha- has a point yeah, yeah yeah games do not what need to be 40 one? plus hours like games don't not every game needs to be a valhalla 100 plus hours hmm. you know you could be a yeah. miles morales and that is completely fine mm-hmm. um because this is um yeah this is crazy yeah, I'm blanking on the other one. I can't think of it. It's fine. All right. The last bit here, Kyle. The last bit of the drama. Oh, boy. Is one of the dumbest quotes I've ever heard in this hearing at first glance. And it doesn't come from Jimbo. And this is where now no. the Xbox people. Shockingly. Yeah, the Xbox people are going to start throwing haymakers. I'm going to catch a stray in a sec. Also, by the way, Kate in chat says, uh, I'm using that screenshot for future memes. So thanks, Joe. Appreciate that. No problem, bud. Microsoft CEO claims he'd love to get rid of console exclusives entirely. 
Nadella said that during his nine and a half years in charge of Microsoft, it has been his philosophy to make software available on as many platforms as possible. Quote, I grew up in a company that had always believed that software should run in as many platforms as possible. And that's just the Microsoft I grew up in. I believe in that, he said. Asked if he's aware that Xbox has some games that are exclusive to its consoles, Nadella claimed this is necessary for Microsoft to compete in a playing field dictated by its more dominant rival, Sony. Quote, if it was up to me, I would love to get rid of the entire sort of exclusives. On You're consoles. the CEO. <laughs> but that's not for me to define, especially as a low share player in the console market. That the dominant player there has defined market competition using exclusives, and so that's the world we live in. He added, I have no love for that world, end quote. Wow. I love, like, Microsoft. what are we doing? Microsoft's really trying to, like, frame themselves. I mean, they opened up with, we lost the console war. We lost it. We're in third place. We're never going to get back up. It's the, re- It's they're really trying so hard to make themselves look like the martyr here. We are just trying our best. We, we are a mom and pop shop just exactly. trying to survive. We're just trying yeah. to make a little payment of $69 billion. That's all we're trying to do. Come on now. Um, okay. So again, at first glance, it is ludicrous. It's like, I, I would love it's not, I, if it was up to me again, you're the CEO of Microsoft. It totally is up to you. Yeah. Um, and for the past nine years, there's been plenty of exclusives yeah. on Xbox. And so. not for you to define. Right? Again, CEO, yeah. two trillion dollar company. Yeah. You could do both of those things. But Nadella, Nutella is right here, right? Nutella's right in the sense of he. Nutella with the D. Sorry, Nutella. What did I say? You said like you added a T instead of like Nutella, the. the oh. the well, spread. egg on my face. <laughs> well, Nutella yeah. on my face. Nutella's right here though because. You know what he's what what he's saying is like yeah he did grow up in a Microsoft that you know when he came into being the chair the the chairman of the board there he he did make a lot of strides into making Microsofts and everything now right like let's ditch these phones they're not working let's work with Apple let's work with Google let's put Word everywhere let's make it a subscription service right like they are very much working with everybody that they can i think even they're working with meta quest as well like on, on software on um on some like um executive level level suites of like you know meeting and, and chatting with folks so like they do work with everybody and i get what what he's saying here uh and i do agree with it at the same exact time you could just go ahead and i mean you know the rumor was at least in the Xbox mills of like there were prototypes of Halo working on PlayStation. Like you could do this if you wanted to. I don't, yeah. you know. <laughs> and PlayStation can do the same thing. And PlayStation can do of the PS3, same thing because yeah. PS3 was weird. So exclusives do matter if you're trying to sell a box. But my argument would be if you're not trying to sell the box anymore, then why do you care where this thing's being sold? Exactly. Which is why in in the past few years you're like, you believe it's not out of the realm of possibility of Game Pass showing up on a PlayStation. I mean, right now, my, my right now, utopian view <laughs> has been challenged. That'll never happen now. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm with you. Why? Why? If you're all in on, on uh, the cloud, if you're all in on Game Pass yeah. and hardware is taking a second step, why not have why not? it everywhere? But that, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. You're good. I'm sorry. I lagged sorry. out a little bit. I, w- I was going there somewhere, and it, my my mouth was like, you know what? You've done enough talking. You right did now, it. So you shut I'll, I'll take the rage. Shut it down. <laughs> it is th- thunder and lightning out here in the East oh, Coast, so uh-oh. that's why I'm yeah. lagging a little bit. Anyway, Switters B writes, my question today for the Sony Pony Express yeehaw, uh, is yeehaw. not about the FTC and the possible acquisition, but... Did you know you can just listen slash watch the court hearing through a Zoom call? Crazy world we live in. My take on the last few days of court is Jim Ryan gets a ton of grief, but seems to be a pretty decent human. Well, I I, I don't know, man. I think he sacrificed a few people. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, he seems decent. I get what you're saying here. Like, he, he seems like he didn't seem like the wacko, you know, like crazy person that people often try to define him as or some ruthless cutthroat he just seemed like he was answering questions and bobby kodak is a pure slime ball yeah yeah bobby kodak yeah he's, he's yeah. there's else. no redeeming that man uh my question for the pony express today is instead is about ps5 and xbox lifetime hardware numbers so far and the impact of multi-platform titles not on game pass at the end of may 2023 the ps5 is estimated to be at around 40 million right now i think it's 38 right and the xbox series x and s around 22 million i will take your word for it because i don't know for sure this is starting to be similar from the ps4 and xbox one numbers on the hardware side of things if xbox does not grow its hardware install base how big of an impact do you both feel this impacts PS5 and Xbox and the marketing deals PlayStation is able to make with games like Hogwarts Legacy, Star Wars, Jedi Survivor, and Street Fighter VI? I personally feel PlayStation on the hardware side being close to 2 to 1 is having a huge impact. And an example of this is using March 2023 UK monthly box chart numbers and digital 65% uh, of Reg- Resident Evil 4 sales were on PlayStation platforms, 20% on Xbox, and 15% on PC. And I'm assuming not many of the 15% on PC are buying RE4 on Windows games. Oh, I like the game marketplace. Okay, I got you. So, Kyle, I think this uh, goes to show why Microsoft's making this deal. Um, This is why they're spending close to $80 billion is... Yeah, it's it's really hard for Microsoft to say, hey, listen, we have half the install base of our competitor. Please mm-hmm. make a marketing deal with us. It's really challenging. And it's much easier for PlayStation to go, hey, listen, look at the market that we'll advertise to. 40 million strong. Mm-hmm. Come, you know, come with us. We will market your game as if it were an exclusive to ours rather than the former. You know? Hey, we're 22 yeah. million. Nothing to scoff at. But... It's much smaller in base to to get that advertising deal on, and then maybe PlayStation or sorry, maybe people watching that commercial may not think it's coming to their platform, which is important for if you're a multi-platform, you know, yeah, gamer. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it, Kyle. I want to know what you think of the impact. I'm sorry, uh, I, 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 of of the fact of like of the Microsoft- hardware differences. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. I answered that question for us. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. And yeah, I don't have much more to add. It's just that's why I feel still super important about hardware and yeah. pushing hardware and giving people a reason to play on your box. Mm-hmm. I, 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 Game Pass is great. I, I, I do wish Sony had something similar. They're getting close. 
close by maybe i don't know an inch when they have like millions of miles to go but they're getting there um i don't know where i was going with that yeah don't worry Again, I took the wind out of your sails there, bud. It's fine. Because <laughs> usually you're reading to me and I answer first and then I throw it back to you. Oh, and I yeah. Just... It's, you know, whatever. It, I enjoy, you know, the excitement of getting a hardware thing. Yeah. And like you like you said, it, it's hard to get people to go on the smaller install base, which is why I think when it comes to Xbox making those deals, it is for those smaller indie title things. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least for a time window, like uh, you know, nobody saves the world was there first. Rogue yes, Legacy two, yes. um, uh, Hades was there. Like yep. still stellar games, mm-hmm. uh, but they're on Xbox first, and I think that makes more sense for them. But if you're gonna go over to Capcom, like yeah, give me RE four, and they go why and, and market it with here, like yeah, why yeah. <laughs> It's like, cause we got, and, and their argument would be like, well, I, cause I got this huge boatload of money and they're like, okay, huge boatload of money is great. But like, what, what audience am are you, are you speaking to with us? You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I totally understand that. And again, that's why this, this acquisition makes so much sense if you're Microsoft, because that alleviates the pressure all of a sudden you now have call of duty to advertise for you. And as we've seen call of duty makes tens of billions of dollars uh so of course that's going to make a huge impact and that's why xbox kind of wants this it's going to shift the tides and they're going to now say hey listen we have x amount of you know millions upon millions of subs let's just say you know we have 80 million subs uh, on game pass now that call of duty's here and magically the floodgates opened up right and and now we have like world warcraft all the things now it becomes a way easier pitch of like so now you kind of want to be on our side. Now you kind of want to mm-hmm. shake hands with us because now all of a sudden your game could be seen by way more people. And I think that's the the end goal from from Xbox for sure. Yeah. All right, Kyle. It's time. That's it. That's all the courtroom drama. Okay. What drama that? We're almost done with it, Joe. Almost. I almost. feel like we're almost there. And then I can never have to stumble my way through talking all these higher end <laughs> type of discussion that's right that's right we could get back in the mud <laughs> all right time to go fast go fast all right I, yeah go fast say goodbye imposter syndrome <laughs> you did great bud i don't i don't blame belong talking about that shit <laughs> <laughs> but i did it it's fine all right continue Gorilla has added a Lance Riddick memorial to Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, this comes from their Twitter directly. In honor of Lance Riddick, we created a memorial uh, to commemorate our profound impact he had on us all. Thank you, Lance, for everything you brought to the role of silence, uh, your gravitas, energy, wisdom, and more. An incomparable talent and friend. We miss you terribly. Destiny, um, or sorry, Bungie has also said that the last lines of Lance are in the latest uh, Destiny mm. update, which is salute, sir. Salute. Yeah. Rest in peace, Lance. We miss you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's some, here's some fun news, Kyle. You ready? I'm ready. We got the courtroom drama. We got the sadness. Now it comes to me getting excited. Okay. MGS4 coming BB soon. Maybe. Maybe. 
<laughs> uh, this comes from the VGC over at Andy Robinson. They write, following the announcement, Twitter user NintDroid found the Metal Gear Solid website had added buttons to its franchise timeline for games included in Volume 1. Plus, placeholder buttons for Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots, Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain, and Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. The collection volume one will release, now this is official, on Xbox Series X and S, PS5, PC, and Switch on October 24th. PC version, you can't have mouse and keyboard. Wolf. Which is wild. Wild. <laughs> but, Konami. Uh, the games include Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, sorry, Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2, Solid Snake, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, Metal Gear, the NES slash Famicom version, and Snake's Revenge. Uh, also, IGN backed up the rumors and hearsay about Volume 2 adding uh, Metal Gear Solid 4. So my question to you, Kyle, mm -hmm. Metal Gear Solid 4 is coming. How hyped are you, dude? How hyped? I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> God damn it, Kyle. What do you mean? We've talked about it. This is a series I don't know, have a lot of history right. with. But think about um, it. I, 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 ha I owned MGS4. Yeah. I went through the eight-minute loading screen. Loved as it. It's, downloads with the the cigarette yeah uh just snakes smoking there i watched my friend play a little bit of it um but i didn't play it myself Dang. uh it's exciting that we're getting all metal gear yeah in two volumes uh, on current consoles you know what i mean so that is exciting as a uh, as the preservation physical media person over mm -hmm. here being mm -hmm. able to have those games available to play now instead of having to track down old copies and old systems and yeah. memory cards and whatnot so it's it, exciting i this franchise i think has been gone for way too long mm -hmm. even though five is semi still recent but it's cool yeah. I'm, I'm excited to experience kojima's early stuff there you go that's i think it's where it's at that's what yeah, i want to hear because the fact that now we get metal gear solid 4 like on xbox on an like theoretically on a nintendo switch you know, theoretically on PC. Like, that's a really wild concept. Wasn't 4 on Xbox? No. No, no. I thought uh, it was. Guns of the Patriots? No. That's a PS3 exclusive, baby. So, mm. like, I know that there was a place, or sorry, an Xbox version that existed. I think that came out a few days ago. But it never saw market because PlayStation bought the, oh. or made that deal, shook that hand. I as to what not sworn Sati that was there saying. was copies of that on the wall of GameStop. I know. I know. But it's yeah, fine. It's, it's awesome cool. to see that. It's really awesome to see that game's going to be available to more people. So yeah. yeah. But hey, September, October, stop it. Honestly, this could have been an end of November. You're giving thing. me four days to beat Spider-Man 2? Are you kidding me? Metal Gear's looking like it's going to be when we're on break. <laughs> That's going to be our break game, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red, dead, Redemption Remaster is coming, maybe, also, sort of. All right, this comes from Rockstar's 13-year-old game was classified again this month by South Korean Game Rating and Administration Committee, which has a history of revealing upcoming titles to, uh, to their official announcement. 
As spotted by Gamatsu, the new rating carries a, classifi- a classification number and refers to console games. Oh, thank God. God is good. Are, God is great. I'm going really to church excited? again. Yeah. Really? Red Dead Redemption 1 is one of my favorite games of all time. But what if it's from the same people that brought that GTA collection? Poured over. <sighs> all right. Suddenly you, you put fear at me. That, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, it is exciting that, again, an older game is being made available to play on current stuff. But Sure. How much love, uh, you know, TLC, Tender Loving Care, is they going to get? Well, let's hope with the whole, you Yeah, know, let's hope. I hope so. With, with that controversy, you would think they'd be like, all right, we cannot do yeah. that. I mean, I'm very excited to actually, you know, play this to completion. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Birdos Maximus writes, hey, guys. So, with Red Dead 1 remake rumors... It brings back a lot of memories from playing that game and also means I have a solid reason of replaying Red Dead Redemption 2, by God. Do you think it will be a soft overhaul and touch-up on the graphics or a complete overhaul and improve on everything? Also, uh, have you 100% Red Dead 2 and got the plat for it? As always, keep on bringing us the brilliant content and also... Well done on your stellar interview with Ben Starr. Thank you. Thank you. I might actually play Final Fantasy 16. Don't worry. We'll talk about it in a sec. Oh, Have a good oh, day yeah. and stay safe from your friend across the pond. Thank you, Bernos. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Now, I, 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 I'm repeated on saying this. Red Dead 2 ain't my slice of pie, mm-hmm. um, so I ain't got it platinumed. But Red Dead 1, again, one of my favorite games ever made. And it sucks because I loved the online portion of that game. Like, I spent thousands yeah. of hours yeah, on yeah, that yeah. game. I remember you telling the stories of you playing online with yeah. that. I was, I was literally, like, seventh in the world. Like, it was... No, sorry. I was playing with the seventh best person in the world. I was, like, 256 in the world mm. in mm. Red Dead Online. I was good. You, th- you think I'm good at video games now? Oh, wow-wee. <laughs> when I was just out of high school and jobless, let me tell you. Unstoppable. <laughs> Could have won pro. I will say, I will say though, Bertos, expect a more remaster. Yeah. Don't expect a full remake to be an RDR2 level. But I'd love it. If if it is, well done, Rockstar. But yeah. I, I expect another remaster similar to the GTA ones. Fair enough. Not as quality, but uh, look wise. Yeah. Like it, it'll look similar to how it did. Yeah. And um if Red Dead Redemption 2, I'm sorry, if it gets the Red Dead Redemption 2 engine in it, I will take my top off. There you go. There you go. Live, right here on YouTube.com slash at PS Trophy. Hashtag free the nip. Uh, (laughs) The Green Gorilla Gamer writes, howdy, gents. Yeehaw! Red Dead Redemption is receiving spotlight once again with new rumors of a remaster slash remake, and they're getting my attention. But my question for you both is, do you think we need a remaster or remake or could simple port to satisfy everyone? Of course, uh, sorry, I, of course, would love to see a full-fledged remake of Red Dead Redemption and Undead Nightmare. Oh, my God. Uh, But I would also just love to play the entire series on a modern console if that gets the, sorry, if that gets the Sony Pony Express a moving more like a pony and less like a jackass. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> and that I ride off into the sunset, but not like Arthur Morgan. Instead, more like Caesar from Poda, you know, just because the name. Yeah. Well, anyways, 
Hope you guys have a good weekend. Oh, thank you so much. Likewise. Okay. Do, does it need a remaster or yes over the port? Absolutely. I think it's old enough yes. where it does need a little bit again some polish on it. Because mm-hmm. because yeah. looking back at it, like this nostalgic. Uh, 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 where where am I going with this? Nostalgic feelings aside. Yeah. No. Just like the way we remember games, the nostalgia feeling of it mm-hmm. is not how they really looked. Right. Right, right. Like, like Final Fantasy VII to me back in the day was like groundbreaking, and nothing could look any better. And now you're like the they fact got that clouds, the clouds forearm connects straight to his bicep, and there's no elbow, but just like a, a single pixel. Yeah, like oh my god, that's hard to look <laughs> at now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I do think it needs a little bit of an update visually. I think I don't think it'll go over well if it's just a straight port. Fair, fair enough. What do you um, think? Is that okay? No, you could definitely, or? yeah, you could definitely remaster it and and you know give it to us at a forty buck range. If you completely like remade it, I don't know necessarily if because uh, mm. Red Dead Two, even like online, just they killed it off. Though it sold gangbusters, like it it justifies it, but I don't know if it justifies it to some exec. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That said, uh, again. I would love a remaster remake. I would love even a, a, like a, a port for, for Red Dead Redemption 2 on PS5. Um, but yeah. 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 All right, last bit of Flash news. PlayStation Plus games for July is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War on PS4, PS5. Alan Wake remastered Wild. on PS4, PS5. And Endling Extinction is forever on PS4, PS5. Pretty good indie. Kyle, what are your thoughts on this month? I think it's a pretty solid month. I, I think, I think- it's really good. I think it's wild during this whole courtroom thing that we have an Activision game <laughs> and a Call of Duty game as part of the PS Plus game. Yeah. Um, I do really like that they're making the first Alan Wake, uh, the remastered version, available in the lead up to Alan Wake 2. Absolutely. I, I, I feel like PlayStation does this pretty often, mm-hmm. uh, maybe once a year or, or, or once every two years where a big sequel is coming out. They'll give the first one out for people to catch up kind of thing. Yeah, um, I think that's awesome. And Endling is probably not your jam, Joe, because it's got like you know feelings and animals yeah. involved. Oh yeah, if, uh, if like like extinction, I see a group of foxes, right? I'm like, oh, it's about yeah. like fo- like animals dying. I don't, I don't want any part of this. She she has to like you know make sure her pups are are safe. Yep, can't do it. Whatnot. Sorry, Mm-mm. it's pretty good, but it's emotional. But nope. uh, so can't do it. Won't you know, heads it. up. Yeah. But this is a great lineup. This is, you know, I might actually download Cold War and play the story. There you go. I've been feeling the need to play a shooter. I know I yeah. say that all the time. I never do it, but. Yeah. Alan Wake for one. sure. Alan Wake for sure. I think this is a great month uh, for July. They didn't have to go, go this hard, but they did. No. All right, Kyle. Here's a, here's a ditty for you. You ready for this one? Yeah. What we've been playing, we're changing up just a little bit this week. All right. Ready for this? Yeah. Final Fantasy 16. This comes from uh, Tom Ivan over at VGC. Final Fantasy 16 enjoys a strong 3 million uh, unit sale launch, but not quite to match its predecessor. The figure of FF16 is roughly in line with a 7 Remake's launch, which managed around 3.5 million copies in 10 days. However, that was on PS4 and had a far larger install base than the PS5 does now. The last number of the install of numbered installment of Final Fantasy 15 remains the fastest selling entry with 5 million units. Uh, shipped and sold digitally back in November 
2016. However, that was across multiple platforms, and I would also like to put in here, um, it was far into that console's lifetime as well. Uh, okay, Kyle. Good numbers for Final Fantasy 16. I actually think for 38 million units sold, 3 million in less than a week is actually really great. And just to take into it's really great consideration here too, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, that had you know, what, 100-plus million uh, PS4s in the market at that point? You know, that was the last year of the PlayStation 4's lifespan, right? So, mm-hmm. like, this is actually doing really good. Um, so a lot of people were trying over the weekend to kind of diminish this game's sales because of the box sales in the UK, which is, you can't. Come on. No. Uh, digital has grown in such a high speed over the past three, five years. It's really... I don't think yeah. a good barometer anymore to measure much of anything, but awesome launch. That said, Kyle, both you and I have played this game. Uh, yeah. And I want to go too crazy in, in depth into it, just our initial mm-hmm. impressions. But I want to ask you, all right, is this a real Final Fantasy game? Because to me, I've been hearing people like, this isn't, this, this, this abandoned its roots a bit. You know, it's not turn-based. Uh, it's very light. Even I'll agree. Very light on the RPG elements. Um, when you've played this game, does it give you the feeling of like, oh, this could have been a spinoff. This could have been a versus. Um, or it does it very much, you know, say, hey. This is justified. This is Final Fantasy 16. Gosh darn it. You don't have to like that. It's turn-based, but it still has the soul of what a mainline Final Fantasy game is. I ask you this because I genuinely don't know as someone who isn't the biggest Final Fantasy fan. This is unabashedly a Final Fantasy game. I like it. Everything about it outside of combat-wise is Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. The setting, the story... The grandiose icons and monster design, the spells, the the equipment, the animals, the everything about it is Final Fantasy. Yeah. To pigeonhole it, even though I love my turn-based RPGs and I love my turn-based uh, Final Fantasy games, but just to pigeonhole a whole franchise into that one thing does it uh does it a disservice going forward for future installments mm-hmm. you have to grow with the times mm-hmm. and people turn base is just not a thing a lot of people like to do anymore the majority it, it's it's too the passive like dum-dums like me yeah yeah you, you want to be in the action at all times and whatnot so to expect that it was just going to always be turn base i think is not the right headspace about it. Like 15 wasn't turn-based. Right. That that's was very action oriented. That's what I was saying. Like uh, I remember the remake of, is not right. It's like, you could slow down time for moves. I really do like that yeah, system, but like, it's sure. not turn-based to me. No. So like final fantasy hasn't been turn-based for a while now. Yeah. Uh, 15 came out 16, 2016, 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. So it's been like six, seven years. Yeah. And before that was 13, and that was that was turn base ish, but it, it had some things going, different things going. It's for been it. going this way for a while. It's, is what it's you're been, saying. it's been, yeah, it's been tilting this way for a while, and I think this one by far is leaning more into the action side of things, especially yeah. when you get the DMC stuff, uh, uh, you know, combat person in on it. I, I I mean I, I've said it. I was a little hesitant on it on the combat wise and it feeling 
different enough to me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, come on, this game is just. So how are you feeling on it? You're you're a few hours in, right? I'm a few, you, didn't, you didn't get to play, didn't the, play the demo, demo. so you're just. Now... I, ch- I chose not to because we were a week away. I was like, yeah. you know what? I'll just experience uh, Joe. Yeah. Oh boy, for, to experience the things that everyone already did in the demo for the first time. I don't know how far the demo went. Like, uh, you got to the first twist. Yeah, the yeah. title card. Is that how far the demo went? Yep. Okay, that title card goes real hard. <laughs> that was uh, my jaw dropped. I was like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" Yeah. So to experience that and now playing a little bit beyond that, I'm so involved in this story. I'm so attached. I mean, now I can finally say it, Ben. Ben Star, he's crushing. You're it, incredible, dude. dude. You're... Clive is awesome. And here's the <laughs> thing: so like the cast just crushes it. And, and Sid too. Oh my god. Sid's motivations. Voice. Sid's yeah. motivations as a character. It's great. I'm like, yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Like I don't want to everything about give it. A thing, but everything like, about it. So good. It's, it's so good. As a non Final Fantasy guy, Kyle. I've been texting you on Final Fantasy 16. What yeah, a game. And I didn't want to respond. It wasn't that I was ignoring you. Yeah. Is I knew you were ahead of me, and I didn't want to give you any leeway, uh, give you a window to potentially spoil something. Not that I know you would do it, but. The first boss, like the first true boss you fight, feels yeah. like it, it's, it feels so epic. It might as well be like, I'm like, this is like the last boss fight. You know what I mean? Like, like in any other video and, game, and it's that's, the first one. That's the thing, like just so many normal enemies. Yeah, those battles are so epic. Yeah, like like the dragoon fight from the demo. That's just a normal dude, probably in any other Final Fantasy. Sure. The the go- the uh, goblin, big goblin dude. That's a you know a throwaway battle. Yeah. A random encounter. That's a that's a big fight. Super early on. Absolutely. And, and, Every every battle has weight to it, which I love, yes. and they give you time to experiment with the combat and the combos. And I'm already thinking about how how am I upping those damage numbers? Am I uh, am I throwing a little not enough fire? Right? Not I'm not yeah. using my magic enough. I'm I'm just going physically with the sword. Like it has me thinking of different ways to make the damage numbers go higher. It's great. Yeah, I, 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 God damn, I love this game. Like, I adore it. Like, I'm playing it and I'm like, I might just, Kyle, I know it sounds crazy. I might just go, I'm, I'm not, I might, I'm going to, I'm going to buy those pistol, uh, uh, pixel, pixel remasters, yeah. uh, like collection. Like, it's just, it's, it's so good. I, the I think action the thing that makes me love the fact that you love it more. And I told you this mm-hmm. is you're not a big fantasy guy. Mm-mm. Right? No, I. So the thing that I'm not a big like JRPG fantasy type of person. Sure. Right. Sure. 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 Where it's like the power of friendship type of type of stuff. I don't necessarily gel gotcha. with. Gotcha. I love like 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 Tolkien. I jam with. You know, like uh, okay. like Warcraft. I love. So like this game does speak to me more than than an average or a modern Final Fantasy would be. Like you know, I don't need to drive a Corvette with my bros and happen yeah, to have with a sword. Your bros. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this very much ditches that, but it to me, even as an outsider looking in, 
just the story elements, this is still a Final Fantasy game. It strikes out similar chords, but goes in different directions with it, and I really dig it. The combat is so... Being able just to switch from different magic abilities on the fly um, adds an intri- like a intricacy to combat that just feels so good mm. when you're able to match up like air with you know fire or you know, earth with water that type of stuff. Um, it, it makes Clive such a like force to be reckoned with. It just feels yeah. good when you get a combo right. It feels so damn yeah, damn great. Yeah. The only thing that I I don't like, and I know it's in the system somewhere, but it, it it's really getting at me, is um, blocking is R1 and targeting is L1. The dodge. The dodge is messing. I'm not I good at the I keep hitting circle, and I'm like, oh, keep God. I circle. I got I to gotta see if I can change it. And I probably I, can. I, but. You, you can, but I, f- I feel like it's one of those mapping issues. I, f- I, I, I did it, and I forget why I didn't like it in, in the demo. But other than that, I am 12 plus can- hours in on this game, and I am adoring it. Can we talk about something that this game does that I hope all future games do? Oh, please. That active active time lore is such a game changer. Like, (sighs) I hopped in today after I played last night, and just as a little refresher, just hold down the touchpad and brings up all the important people in the scene, what they're known for, what's happened during the story, the place that we're at. It just you know what the brand is on Clive's yeah. face and a lot of the other Barrow's what are the branded are. or sorry the, what are the, the branded yeah it's just... yeah just the fact that it's giving it all to you and you can do that at any point if you're yeah. feeling lost so is good. such a game changer it is so good I hope all games take this yeah that that that's the thing I think yeah future games especially if you're this big need to take yes. note of I just love this I I love this universe and again like the branded their arc and like the the lore behind them and clive um yeah oh my god yeah there are i would say witcher like elements in terms of like how that story plays Mm. uh, that i just really really dig that said kyle can can i do one more thing about this game yeah please go for it i think i've only experienced one i think i'm right about the icon fights you are i don't know if i'm totally digging them I dig Again, them. I've only experienced the, the one. I know there's more coming, yes. but I don't know. No, I, I think you are right. I think that's going to be the major ding. Um, because, yeah, it does feel like the, the one you know thing that I hear a lot of is like, it's a lot of cutscenes, and you're right. I And I think Death Stranding Another has, thing Final Fantasy is known for, though. Yeah. So oh, okay. Say. All right, fair enough. Because like for yeah. me, it's like K- Kojima has you know, weathered me to this. I'm like, I could sit down for a good five, 10 minutes, watch something. Yeah. As long as it's really compelling, I could sit here and, you know, Absolutely. I, could, I could do that. And there, I wouldn't say there's been one that's like 10 minutes long, but like, there's been one that's like five no. minutes in length yeah. for sure. But um, I'm like eating it up. And I, yeah. Cause like, it's a visual spectacle. So I'm in on it. So yeah. yeah All yeah. right. Cloud Strife X24 writes, Hey guys, hope y'all are having a great week thus far. After playing Final Fantasy 16 for a week, which character do you believe goes through more trauma, Cloud or Clive? In other words, which character has more internal battles to deal with and, sh- and struggles that they have to nav- navigate through? I have not seen all of Cloud's story, but let me tell you, Clive. <laughs> uh, as somebody that hasn't seen as much as of Clive's story as you have, I do think Clive, what he goes through early on is pretty horrific. Yeah. 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 And also just shout out to, to Ben, because honestly, the, Clive's character is not one note. 
You know, like I could no. see that like when 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 they were making his character, they definitely like modeled him to be Jon Snow-esque. But like he is very three-dimensional. And not like I feel like a lot of Final Fantasy characters, at least to me, again, outside of looking at Yeah, no. There are a lot of just brooding emo main yeah, characters. Yeah, he's more than a brooding emo guy. Like, he has so many layers to him. Yeah, fantastic yeah. work. Yeah. Uh, Red Arrow writes, what's uh, what's up? My famous, or sorry, my favorite uh, PlayStation bros. Now that you have played Final Fantasy 16, how would you rank the Final Fantasy game? 16, 7 remake, 7 CC reunion, 13, 15, 10, 10, 2, etc. Which would you like to see this style of Final Fantasy, the action RPG to continue forward in the series or turn back on its RPG style? Kyle, you could take this one from me, buddy. Because I've only um, played I- and beaten two. Oh. I'm okay if this is action RPG is the thing going forward, uh-huh. but I would like, you know, to switch it up every once in a while. Sure. Maybe an offshoot side, uh, you know, uh, like a 10-2 or, or a, a 13, like lightning returns, whatever had be of this version be like, you know, more turn-based stuff here and there. I don't want them to completely lose that. In fact, uh, I'm I think, okay if they continue this way. Yeah, I feel like they could embrace it in other ways. So, like, like, yeah, make it so that I. I can... think if they included, if like this action RPG style of 16, mm-hmm. include the ability to play as the other party members. And trust me, there are some a, a, I want to play as. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, to to maybe that be the next step forward in this style of final fantasy, I think would be awesome. Give me more items that I can min max with. Yeah. 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 I think there's, there's, you know, there's some things they can do as far as ranking them. I, I don't know where to rank 16 yet, but my personal, I'll just do my top five. Okay. Go for it. Uh, it, it eight, nine, seven and 10 are all very close to each other. Okay. Um, okay. And then my fifth one, I haven't played all the pixel ones. Uh, my fifth one might be, might be thirteen. Again, I like the ones everyone else hates, but I really dig thirteen. Uh, honestly, I but love sixteen. Sixteen's going up. I it has a pen. chance to make that top five. For I sure. dropped my pen. This is this is the worst thing to happen to me. <laughs> oh um, no. What else am I gonna fiddle with while we podcast oh, and remake? And oh. yeah, remakes up there too. I forgot. Um, so yeah, I, I can't wait to dive into all these games. Cause I definitely feel like I will at least the pixel remasters really soon. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kyle, are you holding on to something? No, I'm not because you did the thing that you said you weren't going to do. What was I have other games I want to talk about. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just cause I know, we're going I know, long. I know we're going long. Yeah. Uh, so I'll keep it short. Uh, steam next fest was the last few weeks. Uh, there are some games that I played that are also coming to PlayStation. So I'll talk about them here. Uh, all also all of these games I talk about will have let's plays on the six one indie YouTube channel. So Ooh, here's a plug. Okay. Um, I played that Christmas Carol Metroidvania, uh, Ebenezer in the Invisible World. It. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. It's really really cool. Though my biggest issue with it is, uh, Scrooge can only dash backwards. I can't dash forwards, and sometimes I dash backwards into enemies. Sure. It's not great. Sure. But it's beautiful. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Viewfinder? Oh, my God. Mind-bending. It's mind-bending in the best ways. I can't believe that is a video game. Um, it's very, very cool. I believe the demo of that game is still on the PlayStation Store. I know it was there for a little bit. Okay. So if you want a really cool, heady uh, puzzle game where you are – 
using paintings and and photographs to uh, you know take over space in the level and hop into those things to get to different goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, think of Superliminal or um, that's a good that's oh. a good that's a good callback. Uh, Manifold Garden, I think, is sure. another one that does that very well. Um, and then the the really big one that we're both very excited about. I told myself I was not going to play it, and I just couldn't, couldn't, I could not do it. Right? Yeah. Like I played Sea of Stars demo, and Joe, everyone who's worried about not having a classic RPG game, get Sea of Stars on your radar. All it right. is exactly. It is gorgeous. They're uh, Sabotage Studios. They made the Messenger, which is another great indie game. Mm-hmm. It is like Chrono Trigger uh, uh, in in the way it looks. Combat wise, has some great active things you're doing, like mini games where you're not just selecting an attack mm-hmm. um, and just watching it happen. There are some things where you have to time some uh, attacks to you know continue the the chain or whatnot. Um, the only downside of it is like if a party member goes down, they just pop back up after a couple turns, yeah. and I, that's a little too forgiving for me. Um, but man, that game's awesome, and I will be shocked if Sea of Stars is not in my top five of the year. All right, that's what I love. And, to hear. and just a little bit. And if you're if you're worried about being spoiled, they do a really funny thing where they're like. Oh, let's skip ahead and they they speed through all the story beats and like when you beat the boss it, right after you beat it it goes all right that's enough away from the full <laughs> game so you get really no big major story spoilers which i loved that's awesome yeah. all right uh, awesome excellent also on game pass i've been told to say that uh and also on our sure. fantasy critic league which sean capri yep. has claimed that he's abandoned that's fine you know again you don't want to play the game with your friend i understand I understand. We we beat you that bad. I understand that. All right, Kyle. I, I'm going to keep going. Just because he quits doesn't mean I stop, you know? You don't get to yeah, take no. your ball and, and leave and not hear me complain about it a little bit. Yeah. All right. Are you holding on to something? Yeah. Yeah, I'm holding on to a little resentment. And look oh. at this Canadian Mountie uh, pen. <laughs> Excuse me? What? Yeah. Uh, I got pen- my Lego pen. My parents brought this back when they visited Niagara Falls. Ooh. Yeah. On the Pre- Canadian side, obviously, right? That's right, eh? <laughs> Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals. Coming to the PlayStation storefront. Uh, destroy all humans, too. Reprobed single player. All right. On PS4. Solvars uh, on PS5, PS4. Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life on PS5. June 28th, Revelry. Sweet as edition on PS5. Uh, Russian Subway Dogs on PS4. On June 29th, AEW Fight Forever on PS5, PS4. Birdhouse Lane on PS5. Enclave HD on PS4. Noob the Factionless on PS5, PS4. What's this one? Exactly. Zyatrice? 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 X-I-C-A-T-R-I-C-E on there PS4. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, someone wants to complain. What do you mean? You just got can't pronounce the O. <laughs> yeah. June 30th, Front Mission First remake on PS5, PS4. Ghost Trick, 
Phantom Detective on PS4. Goodbye, world. <laughs> PS5, PS4. <laughs> uh, that's that's that sounds like a cry for help. Let's help those people out. Inner Ashes on PS5, PS4. And spells and secrets on PS5. Uh, really quickly, Russian Subway Dogs uh, yeah. was a video game. Uh, oh, and now it's coming to PS4. Nice. Great fun time. It's yeah. really really fun. All right. I believe you. I believe you. Now comes to our f- our favorite and the last segment of the night. We're going to cover half of these on the show and then the other half on the post show over on Patreon. Sure. So go check. Why are we going that long? Out. Oh, yeah. We're going yeah, pretty. We're, we're not going that long. We're, we're going pretty damn yeah, long. I'm right. All right. It's time for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. Ghetto Barry writes in, good evening, chaps. Happy Pride Month. Hope you're both doing well. Uh, It's summer. You're having a barbecue, a picnic, something outdoorsy that brings the crowd for a special get together. But this is PlayStation, of course. So who's coming over and what are they bringing? What? Sorry, you could say that. You got Ellie something around with a freshly caught rabbit, uh, Clive Rosefield with some brewskis or Crash Bandicoot with an irresistible five bean (laughs) salad. What say you, as always, take care of yourselves and love what you do. Thank you, Ghetto Berry. Crash makes a mighty fine dip. You know? Mighty fine. I love Ellie's like, I got rabbit and she's like, roadkill. I I called it. (laughs) I called it while I got here. So you could have brought some Bud Lights, bud, (laughs) but you chose you chose the roadkill. Um, uh, you know, Atreus and uh, and and Kratos are bringing in elk, and they're skinning it in front. It's like, whoa, what the? They're they're bringing the pig and putting on the roast pit. Yeah, right. The whole apple, (laughs) they digging the hole. They're putting the coals in. Mm -hmm. Uh Fat princess brought cake. You know? Yes, yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as like a large Tifa and in charge individual, I say let's make it another fat princess. Let's just yeah, that's, those are fun games. Those are fun games. Uh, I I feel like Tifa might bring a sweet, a dessert. Oh. I mean herself, but others respectfully, you know. respectfully, Kyle. Yeah, this is a family show. <sighs> I dropped Listen, two F. You don't need earlier. to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man's yeah. bringing over some pizza from Manhattan. He's, he's, bring- he's going to that Italian restaurant that they go to in the first game and bring in something back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, who else? Who else? Let me think of something. What would Aloy bring? I, I, I thought, like, turkey legs, but, like, they're robots, right? Yeah. They're not real. I think she's bringing the barbecue. <laughs> and, like, the barbecue's like like Fair. a rap, like a robot raptor head, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what oh, I'm Aaron's, bra- Aaron's the one bringing the beer. Ooh. Right? Yeah. He, he's the party man. He's bringing all the alcohol and the drinks and whatnot. What's Ratchet bringing? A vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> what about Jack and Daxter? You don't cook. Spyro's bringing over lamb. Yeah. Yeah. yeah roasted. Yep. Roasted. He's bringing over I feel like, a hero. I feel like uh, Jack and Daxter might be bringing the... Uh, the magic lettuce, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's probably what they're bringing. <laughs> he's, 
Jack's behind like the the garage. He's like, "Hey man, you want to smoke a spliff? <laughs> Get this party real started." I feel it's more Daxter than Jack, but <laughs> no, because they're they're really giving me like 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 uh, Jay and Silent Bob vibes. <laughs> like, nobody really wants to be around them. They just reek of weed. <laughs> I could totally see Jack posted up like Solid Bob on the back of the building. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, yo, Jack, where's my hands? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, like he's just walking up to Aloy. You ever think about the cosmos? <laughs> who the who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Oh God! Yeah. All right, last one. Last one. Uh, infamous. Uh, what's uh, oh, what's Cole bringing? What's Cole bringing? Oh yeah, Cole or Delson? Which one? Um, if it's Delson, he's bringing sushi, right? Because Seattle's a Seattle. Place. That's oh, that, what a good one. That's a good one. Cole is dude. What was the city in the first one? Liberty City. Yeah, yeah. But like, let's go. Like, let's do Louisiana, right? Louisiana Bayou. Yeah, some he, beignets. Yeah, he would bring some po' boys. Oh, boys? Like ooh. Mm. And like he'd be like, hey, Delson, you get the like the fish and the chips, and I get the po' boys. The get the All shrimp. Right. That works. We're making a pretty kick ass barbecue. It's pretty lively over here. Oh, yeah. Y'all mm. are all invited, by the way. Yeah. Except for yeah. Jack and Daxter. They'll just find a way. <laughs> <laughs> and don't talk to Cloud. Cloud. Yeah. He might chop you and in, into. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's the one listening to nine inch nails right now. One thousand percent. You know what? They're a good band. They're a good band. God damn it. All right. Maximum Carnage writes in, greetings, Reno and Rude. Hmm. Do you know who they are? I don't know. No. They're from Final Fantasy VII. You should for a oh. remake. Rude is the bald dude, and Reno is the one with the uh, I like this. red hair, I think. If I you think I remember names. That's cute. Recently, PlayStation <laughs> I has... I barely remember <laughs> I don't even know who I am. PlayStation has been celebrating its one-year anniversary with PlayStation Plus tiers. Congratulations, but I got a bone to pick. Since the service relaunched last year, the premium tier would provide classic games for PS1, 2, 3, and PSP games. We all know that PS3 streaming is a problem, but I need to remind people that Sony PlayStation haven't had, had, hasn't, added any PS2 titles to the library since relaunch and the only uh, only a select few have been present since PlayStation Now. I hear there are emulation problems with PS2 titles on PS5, but as a piece of shite customer that has no idea how things work, surely getting PS2 games running better on PS5 seems like a smaller and easier task than solving the enigma that is being able to download PS3 games. The premium service has slowly been taking steps in the right direction over the recent months. However, I feel Sony could be offering one more classic title each month as the price difference between extra and premium is a little steep. What, for what you get adding some fresh ps2 titles to the service would cons- would a- at a constant pace could really make the premium service more attractive curious to hear your thoughts yeah dude put the first kill zone on there yeah how op would it be to a- add like anamusha there and it has trophy support right mm. 
Get the bouncer on there. What's stopping you? Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, I know. Wow. I dropped two the ditties bouncer? out there. Yeah. That'd be dope. Uh, they did They did do uh, PS4. They had PSU games you could just straight out buy. Mm. PSU Classics. And I feel like they had a lot more of a selection than we have in this Classics uh, offering yeah. in the new PS Plus. I do wish they were a little bit more consistent, and I do want them to be more recognizable IP sure. or games. Um, like how many siphon uh, filters are you gonna port over? You know, well, I think they're all there now. Oh, they're all there. <laughs> I think so. All right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would like I would like a more wide variety because place the PlayStation library is huge, yeah. and there's a lot of really good things in there, like. More Legend of Dragoon like drops, you know what I sure. mean? Like big things that people are asking for. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And again, it didn't come to mind till right now. And I think that's just because we've been playing. It's this game after game, guys. Oh yeah, it's, this it's, year's been nonstop. It's been hard to keep up. I, I'm surprised yeah. I've been able to. That yeah. said, Yuna writes in. And they ask, hey, guys, hope you're both doing well. Before I get to my question for the week, I want to say Torgal is the best dog. And if yep. any slander falls behind him, let's just say hands will fly. I saw a stat saying only like 20% have pet Torgal. What are y'all doing? You need to get that number up. You you pet Torgal. He's you a get good that little trophy. boy. He's a good yeah. little man. He's a little baby. He's amazing. I love him. He's a good boy. Uh, as for my question this week, what are your thoughts on the dialogue for games that has been the, uh, what's that word? I'm sorry. I can't that see. That has it. to be initiated. Oh, it has to be initiated by the, by player. the player and have been, I'm sorry. I've been playing GTA four and have been doing the hangouts with friends due to them being required for the 100%. And I think to myself, a lot of this dialogue is very good. I wish that it, was included in the main game but i understand why it was included the way it, it is because it gives the player the intuition to it but as that i throw the ball over to you guys what uh what do you guys think of the player dialogue that has to be initiated oh my goodness words are hard for me tonight um um i do wish a lot of the story and conversations just happen Right. And it's not up to me to go up and talk to this character to start a very cool combo. Yeah. A very meaningful one. I do wish a little more of those were more digestible. Sure. Just easier for me to sit back and watch them, you know, talk about it and not me, you know, 10 hours later realizing, oh, I missed this really cool conversation. With the character I really loved because I didn't go up to him and talk because I was so focused on getting back out there and, and battling, you know? Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm a little bit of a creep. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm a little bit, bit of a goddamn Q Radiohead. <laughs> That's right. I'm a weirdo. I look at walk What the hell am I doing here? To try to romance Judy. <laughs> Guys, if there's a romanceable option, let's just say if I find out there's a character down, I'm going to find that walkthrough so that we get to bone zone. All right. <laughs> I'm not messing this up. 
So when it came to Judy in Cyberpunk, you you're goddamn right. I dropped everything that I did. And IGN, you're no better than me because you taught me how to do it. This is on you as well as me uh, to romance Judy. Are you telling me that I haven't looked up how to romance uh, Miranda from Mass Effect 2 or Liara from Mass Effect 1? Are you kidding me? Yeah, duh. Or Jack? Or Jack. And, uh, Tali? Oh, my God. Tali, I definitely did. In fact, yeah, that whole cast, that whole cast, we are just yeah. in one out. Absolutely. We are just, me and Garrus, listen, I don't know That's what. That's the picnic I want to go to. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bodies Close of Wonderland was, was written after Garrus. <laughs> It wasn't Anne Hathaway. No, that's what he says. It is Garrus. Um, so yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When it comes to that stuff, I'm a real sicko. You know, because I want to yeah. just make sure that my, you know, that my character has the best gal, or 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 guy, or okay. you know, whatever. Well, have I romanced a dude? You just said Garrus. Oh, oh yeah. Or were you Femshep? Yeah, I was Femshep. Ah, uh, okay. But in my mind's eye, I was like, I was femshep in that moment. It was playful. Fair, 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 fair. Have I playfully yeah. flirted? <laughs> of course. Sure. Cloud on that dress? Come on. Where's that happen? I mean, oh, God. <laughs> Press X pronto. Oh, my God. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Did I think about River in, in Cyberpunk and what our life would be together and what our family would look like? Yeah. Okay. Who has it? <laughs> Who hasn't? I feel like you have so many. Who hasn't banged River in Cyberpunk 2077? <laughs> Just because he's a really good dude. He's a family guy. He cares for his his his, his nieces, his nephews. He's he's a good cop in a in a lousy world, he's trying to do right by the city and the people that he serves. So why not? I feel like I'm going to continue my, my yeah. I've my had joke. sex with Rivers. <laughs> I feel like you have folders, so many folders on your uh -huh. computer right. that you've gone out to artists on Twitter and everywhere to be like, listen, draw what a family of me and Liara would look like. <laughs> you know, you know, me and Jill from Ari, you know, like oh what would God. that family look like? What beautiful biracial angels they would be. <laughs> Jill, Jill. Me and Ada? Come on. How many kids we having? And what do, what do they look like? Ooh. I feel like you have folders upon folders of that stuff. Listen, listen respectfully, Ada Wong <laughs> is it. She, respectfully. And also, uh, uh, why am I forgetting his name from, from Resident Evil 4? Why, why, Leon? Leon. Leon could get it too, yeah. dude. You know, if there's a, if there, here's a question for next week's show, anybody who wants to be a real sicko, just ask the question and I'll answer it. Um, what's a, what's a, you know, a video game couple you'd like to watch? That's Leon and Ada, <laughs> you know? All right. Okay. So that's why we don't get ads on the show. <laughs> Everybody, that's been the trophy room, <laughs> a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. Kyle Stevenson, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we get on out of her? Uh, Mr. K set pretty much everywhere and go check out six, one indie, dot com and uh on youtube.com slash at six one indie like i mentioned those demos i have my let's plays going up over there um as well as this week's IndieCast will be our part two of steam next fest uh talk so if you want to learn about really cool demos that the the crew played um 
from from Steam Next Fest, you know, give it a listen and let us know how if you if any you know tickle your fancy. And you can find me over at Mr. Badbit. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room. This week over on Season Gaming, we will have a cast co-op where uh, probably Luke and Ains and I will talk about the same things here, but in typical cast co-op chaotic fashion. So I can't wait to do that with them again over at Seasoned Gaming on YouTube uh, Thursday at, I believe, 8.30 EST time. But Ains would say 7.30 CST time. And I'm like, nobody lives in CST time. Get that out of here. Go. Skedaddle, you know? You can find the show wherever you get your podcast service of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or you can catch the video version live over on YouTube.com slash at PS Trophy Room uh, at 8 p.m. EST each and every Wednesday night. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody keep your wits about you, keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Hashtag House of Bangers. No. Love you.